0: Hi, and welcome to the Your Purposes Calling podcast, conversations with Christians who are finding purpose, redefining work, and changing their world. I'm your host, Don Sadler. Have you ever been out of work? Have you ever felt the pressure of running through your savings with no new job leads coming in, wondering when, and maybe even if, God would come through? If so, this episode is for you. My guest today is Eric Velez. Today Eric has his dream job at Facebook, but it wasn't that long ago that Eric found himself in a new city with a job that didn't pan out and no new job prospects on the horizon. But as Eric explains in this episode, landing his dream job at Facebook wasn't just an answer to his prayers. In fact, there's a whole lot more to this story. You'll hear more about Eric's story in just a bit, but first I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Avidoc Coaching. We offer productivity tools, training, and coaching to help you overcome fear, doubt, and procrastination so you can accomplish your most important goals. Go to avadacoaching.com to learn more and download our free daily planner, The Peak page. Also, has the Your Purposes Calling podcast been helpful in your own business, career, or ministry? If so, I would love to hear about it. Recently, I heard from one of our listeners who wrote to tell me that listening to two of the episodes of this podcast helped her confirm her own calling as an evangelist. These are the testimonies that make everything we do here at the Your Purposes Calling podcast 100% worth it. So, what's your story? We'd love to hear it. You can leave a review on iTunes or share your story with me directly. Just send an email to me at hello at donsadler.com. In the meantime, let's meet Eric Velez. Hey, Eric, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Don. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm so, um, I'm so excited that you're on the show. You know, we talked about your story a little bit, a few months ago, and I said, I have, I I've got to share this story with my listeners because it's (laughs) such, such an incredible story. Um, and I think something that's going to bring a lot of, a lot of hope to people who are maybe in an uncertain season in their, in their career. Um, but, uh, Let's just get started. For anyone who does not yet know you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Eric Velez. Uh, I am. I, I would identify more as like I'm a worship leader at a, a church in San Francisco called Liberty Church, uh, which Don you're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, professionally, I um, I am a video uh, technician at Facebook. I'm part of the video infrastructure operations team. And basically, I handle all of the internal video systems uh, here at Facebook.
0: So um, I think a bunch of our listeners just freaked out. They're like, whoa, you work at Facebook. How cool is that? And <laughs> we, were, uh, we were talking just before we hit the record button. And I was asking you, is it still exciting every day? Or is it just kind of like old news now? And, and how do you feel about that?
1: Oh man, it's I. It blows my mind every day. Every time I walk in to the office, I just I'm just like I can't believe I'm here. Uh, this is not where I w- was expecting to to be. Uh, when you know, when I kind of went on this journey that we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, so it's, it's it blows my mind every day I walk in here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um, you and I, I always like to talk a little bit about how um, we got connected, just for to give listeners our listeners some context. Um, you mentioned Liberty Church. You and I went to the same uh, Liberty Church community in New York City, and um, and then you left and moved to San Francisco. How long ago was that? Like a year or more?
1: A year and a half ago. Yeah, about oh a year and seven months. Yeah.
0: Oh, it goes so fast. Um, and. And your, first of all, before we get to that, because your adventure really starts the moment you left New York. There's lots of talk, lots to talk about up until then, but the part of your journey once you left New York is really incredible. But just, um, again, to give our listeners some context, what were you doing in New York before you left for, before you left for San Francisco? Uh,
1: Yeah, so I was, you know, I'm born and raised in New York is all I know. Um, and I, I was very like heavily involved in ministry um, especially at, at liberty church but uh, i grew up kind of being involved in worship ministry and um, and that's what i was doing you know in new york um, i had i i remember graduating college and um, trying to decide between like should i go into ministry full-time should i go into the marketplace like should i you know, like this ever like balance of like, do, where do I go? Like, should I, you know, I'm very passionate about the church, but I also don't, you know, (laughs) I I, I want money, you know, and uh, (laughs) you know, I I know, you know, ministry is, isn't very lucrative uh, business (laughs) or if you want to call it a business. Um, But so that's where I was in New York and I, and I was kind of figuring it out. where when when i just felt like god got like, got a hold of my heart um when liberty church had announced that they were going to launch a, a church in san francisco and um and so i had never imagined like leaving new york i'm yeah, i mean i'm from new york so like you know the new yorkers believe you know it's the best city in the world which i mean absolutely is but like who would ever want to leave right um and so God kind of took me on this journey. Um, you know, he, he kind of planted in my heart um, this passion for, for planting a church in San Francisco. And so um, I kind of followed that call and kind of made the decision to, to kind of visit, you know, to visit San Francisco and see what it it was all about, and um, I met up with Chad and and Emily Rodriguez, which I know you've had them on your show, you've had uh, Chad on your show. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so what what happened was, uh, I I went to visit, and I was there for about four days, and for the four days I was there, uh, I felt like nothing, like I I felt, (laughs) I didn't feel called to the city, I didn't... Feel like I was like waiting on God. I'm like God, like just speak to me. Like I'm I'm here for four days. Like, like would you just like tell me if I should move here or not? And um, and it it wasn't until the the last day I was here. It was like about three or four hours before I had to catch my flight back home, where uh, I was talking to Chad, and he was like, Hey man, like you know why don't we just grab some coffee? Because I I was talking I was t- telling him I wasn't really hearing from God about this. And so he's like, let's just grab some coffee. So we grab coffee, we talk. Chad's really good at this. He's really good at like steering you in the right direction. Um, and so what, what he suggested was, he's like, why don't, why don't I take you to, uh, there's this place in San Francisco called Baker Beach. It's, uh, it has a beautiful view of the Golden Gate Bridge and like the Pacific Ocean. And it's like a nice kind of semi-secluded beach and so he takes me there and drops me off. and I, I only have like a couple hours before I have to get catch my flight. And so um he's like, "Why don't you go there and pray and ask God uh, about what what to do?" And so I get there. There's nobody on the beach. Um, there's just like a log, like a solitary log on the beach. Um, and it's a beautiful day. The Golden Gate Bridge is there. It's like gorgeous, picturesque, right? And um, I'm like, all right. So I walk up to the log, and I just sit. And as soon as I sit down, like, God speaks to me. And and he's like, I want you to move here. I want you to help uh, build my church here. And so that was, like, the transformation moment for me. Like, when I I got back home from that trip, New York didn't feel like home anymore. And I I credit it to that moment um, on Baker Beach where I just felt like God had – had put it in my heart that uh, San Francisco was home.
0: So it's so interesting because you and I flip-flopped. Matt and I moved here from the San Francisco Bay Area (laughs) to New York. We're native. I'm native there and you're native New York. And so we did an exact uh, swap. I know Baker Beach well. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, But it's it's really interesting because you went, you did not, uh, did you, did you have, as I mentioned, this is really where the adventure began because there were so many twists and turns, but when you left New York, I can't remember, did you have a job lined up when you left originally or no?
1: I ended up having to move with, with, uh, without any job prospects. So I, I didn't have anything, but just some money saved when I moved to San Francisco uh, which is kind of scary yeah it, it was it's an interesting start to that journey
0: so you just took this massive leap of faith, which was obedience God asking you to move you felt like this call and then you got you felt like God uh spoke to you when you were at Baker Beach and you made the leap had some money not a lot not a ton, but you landed in San Francisco and knew you just you had to find a job right away, which makes sense right is that accurate Yeah.
1: um, Yeah. So as soon as I I knew I was moving, I I tried to save as much as I could. And um, I saved up enough for maybe like three months (laughs) of survival, like comfortable survival um, in San Francisco. But I just I, I just knew I had to go and that God would take care of the rest.
0: Right, right. So, what happened? Did you get a job? How long did it take you to find a job in San Francisco?
1: So, I moved in January of uh, what was it, 2018. Mm-hmm. After three months, like it was just the right amount of like time that I, like enough I that I could afford. Right when like my money was like kind of running out, um, I land a, a job at a, at a tech startup which was awesome. And I was like so relieved, you know, I, I, I had no more money left. So it was like, like the, the perfect timing. And, um, and so I started at this job and, and everything about it was, was ideal for me. Um, like it was exactly what I wanted to do in the exact field that I wanted and, um, everything looked great. And so for the next two months, it was great. Um, and, and then suddenly, uh, like I lost the job due to like some budget errors and, and like weird financial stuff, but I ended up without a job, uh, again. And so, um, at that point, like that started like a a six month journey, uh, of unemployment that was like probably one of the most difficult parts of my life, I think. Yeah.
0: So so you, you find a job, um, after a couple of months and I'm sorry, how long were you working there before, before that job ended?
1: Just two months.
0: So, Oh my goodness. And then you're, so you're 3000 miles away from home. You're out of a job. I assume probably not a lot of, not a lot of money, uh, to live on at that point, and this all gets better. If you're, I, I feel like there's listeners that are like, "This is a terrible episode." <laughs> <God."> <laughs> no, really, it gets better. Trust me. Hang on. But I just want to paint the picture because you are certainly not the only person who has walked through this, and I know that there's listeners who've walked through seasons like this too. And so I think it's really important to just really talk about the reality of how scary and uncertain um, those six months were that you were. Looking for work, did you start to question God, is this really what you called me to do to come out here? Like, what was tell me about your conversations with God and what you were feeling during that time?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, there were a lot of conversations uh, I was having with God, but um, you know, when the first job came, that felt like the answer to the promise that God had given me on that beach, uh, you know, th- those few months back where like he, he said he was going to provide, you know, like that was something that I felt like God like promised me he was going to provide for everything. Like I wouldn't have to worry about it. And so I thought like, you know, that was it that, 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 that job was the answer to the prayer. Um, so when I lost it, I remember as soon as uh, I, I left the office that, that last day, I was on my way home, and I and I remember asking God, "I'm like, hey, like, is this the best you have for me?"
0: Mm.
1: And I I just immediately felt him say, uh, "No, it's not. I need you to trust me." And I said, "Okay." And so I I kind of walked out of that that job with with uh, like a faith and a trusting. Um, That God had something better for me. Um, Where where it became hard was when like three months passed, you know, when four months passed, and there were still I was still getting no 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 answers or like these interviews were you know you know like few and far between and we're not going great and um and I just I started to really really doubt like. It's funny, like when your bank account <laughs> starts going down, how much uh, your doubt kind of goes with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and for me, that just shows like how much like like how much we we like money affects like us and and our like our view of God. I remember there was a there was a point. It was it was about six months, five or six months after I had uh, lost my job where I was completely out of money. Mm. Like I, I, I had uh, relied on some some very kind friends and some family to to kind of help me build a little more runway. But I remember there was just a point where I had to like like face the facts where like if I was going to like make a move, like it was either sell my stuff, move back to New York and just say, you know, Hey, like I tried or lay down whatever idea I thought about, like what kind of job I needed or, or like everything kind of slim down, take whatever I could get. Right. Like, and, and say, no, I'm going to stay here because I feel like God called me to the city. And, and I remember vividly like that moment where, I had to decide whether I was going to move back or do whatever it took to stay. I think the the importance of having that moment on the beach, that moment with God where I felt like he vividly called me to the city, that that changed everything for me. And so I I could recall that moment and 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 with confidence say, "No, I know you called me here." And so I'm going to do whatever it takes to stay because I know that you're with me here.
0: That's so interesting. I think that's such a good point because if you had not had that moment on the beach, on Baker Beach, if you had just said, I'm just going to come here and see what happens without taking that moment to get quiet before God and to really allow him to speak to you, do you think that you would have held on during that time?
1: No, I, I don't. I don't think I would have. I, you know, like, it's in those tough moments where, like, doubt will start to creep in. And you'll start to to wonder, like, hey, did God really say? You know, it's that whole Garden of Eden moment. Yeah. Um, and and it happens to all of us where, you know, did God really say this to me? Like, or am I just imagining things? Or did I just, like, kind of wish this to happen? Um. And I think it, it's it's important to seek out those moments where we can look and and know without a doubt that like God said for us to do this, you know. Um, and so, if you ever have those moments, I'd say anchor them down um, because those are going to hold you when the waves come, you know.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about the switch in just a moment and what happened. But before we do, looking back on that time. Do you think that there was a purpose for that in your life?
1: I, I say that that time in my life, um, and I and I tell this to people. I'm like, it was. It's a great story to tell, but a hard story to live. Yeah. You know. So, like looking back, when I tell the story, it's like, wow, that's amazing. But living through the story, it's not great. It's it's actually very painful, um, and you come to terms with a lot of ugly stuff inside. Um, and you kind of deal with it. But I am so grateful for, for that time, for, for God allowing kind of the, the ebb and flow of, of this season in my life where I can, I can understand the value of trust because I feel like that, that's what this has all been about. I think that's what all of faith is about. It's about our journey of trust with God. And so that I, I wouldn't trade. You know, like, I could have had, you know, a great job, three months into the to the move. And, you know, there wouldn't be much of a story to tell, it wouldn't be as grand, right. Mm
0: -hmm. But,
1: um, you know, like, I think like, our, like, our God is such a great storyteller. And, um, and if we allow him, he'll use our lives for for some great stuff.
0: I really appreciate what you said. And I try to, you know, try to talk about this on the podcast, just that part about it's a great story to tell, but a hard story to live. And I think in testimonies, which are powerful, um, it's really easy to be like, oh my gosh, that's great. Rah, rah. And, um, but it really is the walking through the Valley that shapes us much more, than the moment of breakthrough, right? Like that's what yeah. you take with you into the next season. Do you think that's true?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say it, it helps me identify more with people who are going through it, you know, because I can relate, like I've been, you know, financially burdened, like I've been unemployed and I understand when somebody else is going through that. So I can I can kind of pray more into faith, um, into their situation. Um, and I feel like it's this thing that, that God is, has made where like, you know, somebody is going through the same situation, you know, at the same time as you, or maybe just after you, uh, or before you. And, and, you know, God uses those moments for us to, to kind of lift each other up in them and and say, Hey, it's going to be all right. Like, here's what happened to me. Like, and God came through
0: yeah and I think um, too, what you said earlier is that if you had you know, gotten the great job as soon as you landed, I think just human nature, it's really easy to feel prideful like, oh, look at me, look what I did. But in your case, it was made the testimony of what God did all the more spectacular, right?
1: Absolutely. like it's it's like that that twist ending in a movie. Where, you know, like, you think everything's great, and then all of a sudden, it's not. And then, you know, and then, you know, at the end, oh, no, it actually is way better than, than it was before. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened to me. Like, And, um, I mean, I, I interviewed for a job here at Facebook um, before. During that time of, like, unemployment, I had another interview. Uh, for another for a job at Facebook and it didn't go well and I didn't get the job and yeah and um, and then um, kind of right before this like moment where I had to kind of decide you know should I stay or should I go um, I was interviewing for a job that I didn't know at the time when I applied that it was for Facebook they kind of kept it hidden and then on the interview I found out it was facebook i'm like oh wow like this is happening again and um and then so after the interview interview went really well this time after the interview i get a call saying that i didn't get the job again
0: oh my gosh i didn't know that part of the story yeah
1: yes so um so i get a call back they said they're moving in another direction and I was just devastated. And this was at the moment where I was like, I, I ha, I'm out of money. Like, I need to either move back or do whatever it takes to stay. And right after that call, I decided I was going to stay. And um, and so I started applying for for some, like, you know, part-time jobs here and there, kind of odds and ends and anything I could, like, scrounge together to, to kind of make rent. And I was at peace with that decision. You know, I felt like, you know what, like, whatever... Whatever you want, God, like I'll do, and I was completely surrendered. Um, and and this is this is that point in this in the in the story in the movie where like something happens, right? Um, a week later, I get another call. I, I I've, I've like stopped pursuing everything. Um, a week later, I get another call, and it's it's the same job, the same Facebook job that turned me down the second time. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, uh, are you still interested in that job? (laughs) And I said, yeah. And then they were like, yeah, because we want to hire you. And I just – I was floored. I couldn't believe it. Like it was just one of those moments where I was like I surrendered everything to God and he came through, you know.
0: Don't you feel like – I? I I don't know. It seems like this was your experience. It's certainly my experience. It feels like when I hold on too tight to something with my own expectations, it never seems to material materialize. But in my own life, I've experienced such power in that moment when I say I surrender this God, it's okay if it doesn't happen. And it seems like that's the exact moment that it does happen. Is that it sounds like that's just what happened to you as well, right?
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. And and I I can say this like w- once I surrendered, I had like no expectations for what was to come. And so that was like the perfect setting for God to kind of just blow my blow me away, right? Like yeah. like you know, if he gave me this job like 3 months in, I would be very happy and surprised, but it, it this there's, there's nothing like the impact of like I give it all away, and then God's like, "I honor that." Now here's everything, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, there's definitely peace and surrender, um, knowing that like that God really does have you, um, and He He really does care. He really does, <laughs> you know. He sees your bank accounts, you know. Like He He sees when when it's like in the deficit. He sees the credit cards, right? Like I, I maxed out everything. You know, like he sees it all, and he understands. Like he, he, you know, he cares for the birds in the air and the flowers in the field, and and how much more so does does he care about you? Like it's immense, like his love.
0: Do you ever wonder what would have happened if you had given up and moved back to New York?
1: I try not to think about that,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and. and I think that's uh, probably one of the most important things that I like to do when I'm making, like, a big decision like that is, like, thinking about, like, would I look back and think, what if? Yeah. You know, like, on this decision, would I look back and think, what if I stayed?
0: Mm.
1: You know, I I know what it's going to be like when I go back home, you know, to New York. Like I understand that, and I think that's a question that we should ask ourselves when when we're thinking about like big decisions and God decisions. It's like, what if I say no? <laughs> you know, like what if I I say yes? Like, and would I regret it? Like, would I regret not listening to God when I when I heard Him the first time? You know? Yeah. Um, as so, well, Yeah.
0: The thing I think is um, really also amazing about your story is that God was not just answering your prayers with this job, that um, there were some people at Facebook who had been praying as well. And I think this twist is like another twist in the movie because or, you know earlier you talked about how much you had a passion for both ministry and the marketplace. Um, so you start working at Facebook and then what happens? Tell us.
1: Now it's getting really crazy. so um, <laughs> not so not just not only did I you know just get this amazing opportunity to work at Facebook, um, I so there's there's a woman at uh, Liberty SF who's connected to uh, a woman who works at Facebook and the the woman who works at Facebook, um, actually, Don, you should probably I should probably connect you with her. Um, her name is Christy. and she, like you know, I was introduced to Christy, and she happens to be in charge of uh, a Christian um, group that is based in Facebook. So it's it's a group of em- uh, employees who are Christians um, at Facebook, and I had no idea that this existed. So, um, so there's a there's a group of like faithful you know employees at Facebook, and they meet like about once every month or so to To pray and to worship on campus, and it blew me away, and and so anyway, so so I remember walking into one of the meetings and being introduced to Christy. I, I told her like, "Hey, like I'm, you know, I'm Eric. I just moved to San Francisco. Um, I I'm a worship leader at my church," and she's like, "What? Like you're a worship leader? Like?" <laughs> He's like, you have no idea. Like, we have just been praying, like, for God to bring worship leaders to Facebook for, for our Christian group. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like, not only was this job an answer to my prayer, but me being there was an answer to her, to her prayer.
0: Yeah. And worship leading is not like it's not a. I mean, that is squarely in your gifting and your passion for ministry is in worship leading, um, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely feel like that's that's part of my calling.
0: Yeah, I I love that story. I love that there's just so much to that. And, um, and just the fact that God, you know, there's the, the verse about if, if you obey me, I will repay you the, the years, the locusts have eaten and Mm. yours was months, but it probably felt like years. (laughs) And, um, I just love that when we stay faithful and when we stay obedient and when we stay surrendered, that God brings us more than we could ask or imagine. Um, do you feel like where you are now as a worship leader and where you work? And what you're doing? Do you feel like it fits more than you could have asked or imagined when you moved out to San Francisco?
1: Uh, absolutely, it's it blows my mind every day. Like yeah. li- literally, I'm like on my way to work, and I'm just so thankful um, that not only do I have like an, an amazing job, I love like where I work, but um, like being able to express my faith and like at work on campus like here with other like employees like that's that's not that doesn't happen you know like that's not a thing that's regular out there in the world um and in the workplace and so um I honestly feel like God brought me here you know for a reason um and I'm still discovering what that is you know I've been here it's been nine months now nine ten months Mm -hmm. um and I'm still discovering, like, just like just God, like orchestrating things, you know. Like, I've been here, um, and within like five or six months, I got sort of a a, a mini promotion to to another field um, of, of of my work. And now I'm I'm sort of supporting executives, you know, here at the company. Um, and their video systems. And like, that's not something that just happens, you know, I, I, at least <laughs> not how I think of it, of things like. Um, and so it's, it's just a testament to like, like, if God wants you somewhere, and you're obedient, like he will open all the doors.
0: Yeah. Tell me, um, you know, I'm thinking about somebody listening to this right now and it's not going to be everybody listening, but somebody who's listening to this right now, who is in that position that you were in and they are feeling like, you know what, I am out of money. I am out of faith. I don't know how this is possibly going to come together. Um, what are three just like super simple, practical things that you would tell somebody in that position to do right now?
1: Yeah, I, I can tell you what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, w- so I think one of the first things you have to do is is be completely honest with God and yourself. Um, I remember there was just a moment, and, and I remember vividly that I was like in my bathroom, kind of <laughs> door closed, and I was just... Completely, I don't know. Uh, uh, distraught, you know, and and I sort of, kind of let God have it, and and I, I kind of let it all out and said, "Hey, like I was telling him how like disappointed I was and everything, and like I thought he was going to come through for me and he didn't, and blah blah blah, and um, and you know the the great thing about God is that He can handle all of that. You know, He can handle when we when we have our doubts. Um, And uh, he's so gracious with us, Um, you know. So be honest with God. Like, he wants you to be honest. He wants you to express those emotions that that you're feeling because they're real. And they're real to you and they're real to him. So, um, you know, and and when we're we're in that place of honesty, like, he can speak uh, clearer to us, I think. And then um, another thing um, pray for other people. Mm. I think, I think one of the things that I started doing was like, Hey, like I know I need, uh, I need something from God. I need prayer. And I was praying for myself a lot. I was like, you know what? I I feel like God's asking me to pray for other people and for their needs. And so what I did was I kind of sent out (laughs) like an Instagram story. I'm saying like, I was at a coffee shop for a couple hours and I sent out an Instagram story. I was like, Hey, if anybody needs prayer, like, I will pray for you right now. Just send send me your prayer request. It could be anonymous, whatever. And I got quite a few prayer requests from people. Um, and I remember just sitting in that coffee shop, you know, because I had nothing better to do. I had, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was unemployed. So I just sat in a coffee shop, bought, like, a, you know, $3 coffee and sat there for a couple hours with my notepad and started praying for people. And it was so liberating to kind of take the focus off of my situation and, and focus it on others. And um, so that's, that's something I would, I would say, like, if you're going through it, if you're, if you can't like stop thinking about, you know, all the, you know, the rent's due next week, like blah, 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 like, like try to shift your focus and, and pray for some other needs. Mm, that's
0: really um,
1: cool. Yeah. So those are, those are two things. I, I know you asked for three, but uh i can't think of a third one so
0: <laughs> those are good no those <laughs> two those two are really good um i'm so grateful for you and i'm so grateful for you sharing your story and like i said for anybody who's listening to this um who might be going through something similar um you know, I just love that your story brings so much, so much hope and so much faith and just so such confirmation that God is always working, even when it looks like nothing is happening, that God is that God is constantly working. And I know that in just a few minutes, you're going to you're going to pray over our listeners. But before we get to that, I just want to wrap up with what we call our final five, five questions uh, designed to further resource our listeners. Before we do that, I just really want to honor you, Eric. Thank you so much for sharing that story.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. Like, yeah, it it's its an honor to, to share the story and to you know, live it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, so jumping into the final five, other than the Bible, what is one book that changed your life and why? Uh,
1: let's see. Um, so, a lot of great books out there, but the one that shaped me the most, I would say, um, is this book. It's called "The Heart of the Artist" by Rory Nolan, and it's uh, it's 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 an older you know kind of dated probably now but it was a book that um, that talks about uh, ministry and and it's about character development among like a worship team and i remember i was a part of uh, a worship team when i was like about 14 15 years old and like i was like the youngest member on the team and everybody on the team was going through this book and i mean i'm a teenager like you know I, i'm i don't know anything about like 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 ministry and what it you know character development and um and so we started going through this book and it really really helped build a foundation for me um about uh one of my passions which is worship ministry and it kind of yeah it like laid this great foundation of of character building and like what um kind of worship is really all about and what serving in the church is really all about, Um, you know, that's serving in the, like serving the church is one of the, my main passions, you know, like working at Facebook's great, but I would say like, the reason I'm in San Francisco is, is to serve the church and to to build it. Um, So anyway, so that book, you know, shaped, shaped kind of how I, I viewed a lot of, of concepts like calling, um, and, and worship and like, just the difference between like being a volunteer at a church and having a calling for, you know, a ministry in church. Um,
0: That's great. That's great. Um, and for our listeners, we'll, rec- uh, we'll include links in our show notes, but, um, what's, uh, one podcast that you're listening to now and why?
1: Oh, um, okay. So I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, except yours, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, okay, so this one's not, any, like, really related in any way to what we're talking about. But somebody got me on to this. Um, so there's a friend of a friend who is the subject of this podcast. Um, it's called Something Was Wrong by mm-hmm. Tiffany Reese. And it's like it's, like, such a gripping like real life story of like a woman who like a week before her wedding discovers like that her fiance is not who he seems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the podcast in itself isn't Christian, but the the subject, the woman in the story is a Christian. So it's really interesting to see that context um, in like a, I guess, quote unquote, secular podcast um, and to kind of hear, like, a lot of the, like, dangerous aspects and language that, you know, Christians can use to justify, like, bad relationships and stuff. So it's really interesting. It's called Something Was Wrong. I recommend. It's just, like, it's, it's, it's really good. It, I'm hooked.
0: Interesting. Interesting. What's your favorite Bible verse and why?
1: Uh, favorite Bible verse is Psalm 119. 111 and 112, which is is like, do you know it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, like it's not, it's not, it's kind of like hidden, you know, um, but it says your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. And um, it's kind of smacked in, in the middle of this huge, huge Psalm 119. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just, for me, that that verse always con- conveyed, like, the commitment that I've made to God, you know, um, and the idea of like that my heritage is is spiritual, you know, that that have a spiritual heritage that's connected to God. Um, so that's
0: great. Yeah, that's great. What's the best business advice you ever heard?
1: The best business advice. <laughs> Uh I would credit to Chad Rodriguez <laughs> if he's listening, he's gonna laugh, but um, he, you had him on your podcast uh, uh, a few weeks ago and and he said it there and I, I was listening and I was like, that's exactly what I was gonna probably say. Um, which is what's the worst that can happen? Mm. <laughs> and and not in like a like, you know, kind of get you down, kind of way but but to to look at the reality of the decisions you make and and kind of weigh weigh it um and say like if this fails what it what is honestly in reality like the worst that thing that's going to happen you know if if I don't you know get this job or if I if I you know screw up at this job and I get fired like what's the worst that can happen like you'll you'll get another job like you know like you'll you know you might be embarrassed about something like for me, like that, like kind of that question helped me get through that season of, of, you know, deciding whether to, to move back to New York or, or stay in San Francisco. It's like, well, like if I stayed, what's the worst that can happen? I'll just, you know, maybe take a lesser, you know, a a less paying job. Like, um, you know, like, honestly when we when we evaluate like the worst case scenario it helps us better position ourselves and and be ready for for that you know so we have freedom to kind of move ahead when we when we know like we know where the rock bottom would be you yeah.
0: know yeah um, I already asked you our fifth question, which is what advice would you give to somebody in that same situation? So, um, if you wouldn't mind, I'll ask you just to pray over our listeners uh, before we wrap.
1: Yeah, sure. God, uh, I am so grateful for uh, for Don and this podcast um, and for the listeners. I just I pray that you would be with them in whatever situations that they find themselves, God. Whether they're in the valley or on the mountaintop, God, um, I pray that you'd be with them um, and that you'd show them your love that that's immense and is is uncontainable and and is just just all out passionate for them. Um, I pray that that you would uh, continue to, to open their hearts um, and 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 eyes to to whatever it is you have for them, and that um, that you'd give them the faith to hold on in, in the rough times and that you speak to them so they can have that anchoring word, uh, that they can hold on to when the waters get rough and, uh, and they need to hold on to something. God, uh, I pray just continue to, to, to do what you do best. And which is, uh, just be faithful. And, and we're just, I'm, I'm just so excited to see what's going to come of, uh, of all your stories. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Eric, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Oh, thank you, Don.
0: I'd like to thank my guest, Eric Velez, for joining me today. Just a reminder that you can access the show notes for today's episode at dawnsouther.com slash 037. If you'd like to hear more conversations with Christians who are finding purpose, redefining work, and changing their world, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. This episode of the Your Purpose is Calling podcast is brought to you by Avada Coaching. We offer productivity tools, training, and coaching to help you overcome fear, doubt, and procrastination so you can accomplish your most important goals. Visit avidacoaching.com today to learn more and to download our free daily planning tool, The Peak Page. This has been the Your Purpose is Calling podcast. I'm your host, Don Sadler. Thanks for listening.